and welcome to Life is Story podcast. I'm Larry the Cucumber, and I'm here with Josh Olds. Uh, Take it away, Josh. Yeah, Larry, it's great to have you on the podcast, or as your... Are you better known as Mike Naraki or, or like, less known as Mike Naraki? Well, I'm a little less known as Mike Naraki. Poor Mike doesn't get as many props as me, but he can go out in public more than me. Yeah, yeah that, does make, that does make sense. So, so Mike, I thank you for being on the podcast program. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Uh, you are the author of The Dead Sea Squirrels, in addition to being the voice of Larry the Cucumber and doing so many, so many things on VeggieTales. Um, so I wanted to have you on this podcast because you have just recently, I think at the beginning of March, uh, released two new books in the Dead Sea Squirrels podcast. Uh, before we talk about that though, I want to start with the question that I think I've been asking everyone the past couple of weeks and that's just the world is crazy right now and and how are you coping with it? Oh yeah. Well, thank you, Josh. It's great. Great to be on. And, um, you know, so we are, I, my wife and I uh, live in um, around Nashville, Tennessee, in a little town called Franklin. And, uh, you know, we are, uh, our two kids are college age, so they're back, um, you know, doing online classes to, to finish out the semester. My wife works for Vanderbilt Medical Center as a medical interpreter, so she's, um, you know, working from home, interpreting, and, you know, she's been really busy given the current current, you know, medical needs of, of, uh, you know, the country. And, um, you know, it's just, it's been, uh, it's, it's crazy in a way, but in a way too, you know, we've been really appreciative of the fact that we're all home, we're all safe. Um, you know, in some ways, you know, we, we had just become empty nesters, um, and we're, we're sort of grieving that. And now, you know, we've got a full nest again. (laughs) So there's a lot that we're appreciative of as well, but just, um, you know, praying, praying for the health of, you know, those around us, for our country, uh, and, you know, all the while trying to, you know, sort of rest in this reality and, and, you know, be, be content where we are and thankful for the things that we do have. So, mm-hmm. but it is, it, it is a crazy new world right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's such an interesting time, um, that we wouldn't, like, if you had told us a month ago, um, that this is what we would be doing with our lives. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, we wouldn't have believed you. Um, and, I, and I'll actually say someone did tell me, I, I, a doctor friend of mine uh, told me in the middle of February, if this gets really bad, um, we're going to be under quarantine. And I kind of brushed uh-huh. it off at the time. It was like, ah, you know, I, I get that's yeah. what China's doing. I don't, I don't see it happening. And no, he was absolutely right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, absolutely right. And yeah. yeah, we're just hoping for the health and safety of everybody uh, in this in this time. And um, yeah. you know, just very very thankful uh, for technology that allows people to still get together, uh, to still have entertainment uh, like this podcast program, to still yeah. be able to have some semblance of a normal life amid all the craziness. Uh, so let's yeah. talk about let's talk about the Dead Sea Squirrels. This is a kids' chapter book, and I think books five and six just came out at the beginning That's of right. this month. So uh, let's let's start though at the beginning. And what's sort of the overarching story um, of the, who are the Dead Sea Squirrels? <laughs> so the Dead Sea Squirrels are an old uh, Jewish couple named Merle and Pearl Squirrel, um, and I'll, I'll back up even a little before that. So. Um, 
the very first book starts off with with Michael. He's a, a kid who's just uh, going into the fifth grade. It's the summer uh, just before his fifth grade year. He's in Israel with his dad, who's an anthropologist. And Michael has brought his buddy Justin Justin with him. Uh, they've been they've been friends since kindergarten. So they've been spending the s- summer together, kind of on this dig in Israel. And um, uh, they go exploring a cave against the wishes of Michael's dad, who told them to never go into a cave alone. But nonetheless, they're in this cave, and um, they run across these two salt encrusted, dehydrated squirrels uh, that Michael thinks. Michael thinks are the coolest thing in the world. Justin thinks they're disgusting, but Michael figures if he can smuggle them back home with him, um, you know, he'll be, they'll be rock stars, uh, you know, in, in the fifth grade. And so, um, you know, he stashes them in his backpack and, and sneaks them back home with him to Tennessee uh, just as, as souvenirs. He's about ready to show them off at school, but the night before fifth grade starts, he sets them up on his windowsill uh, with the window open, uh, you know, on a dresser and they get rained on and um, they they rehydrate and come back to life. <laughs> and so uh, and so their backstory is that, um, you know, there are a couple squirrels uh, who grew up in the, the first century um, and uh, around the time of Jesus and the apostles. And, um, uh, you know, so they bring that knowledge of the, the early church in, in that first century with them into the modern world and are able to share stories uh, and, and, and lessons with, with Michael and his friends uh, who, are, who are dealing with the, with the things they deal with in, in the fifth grade. Uh, so so that, that's the basic premise of, of the series. Mm-hmm. So like, what was the start of this for you? What, you know, what makes you go, ah, uh, uh, yes, thought out ancient squirrels that teach us about life. That's, that's what I'm going to write about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I had the concept for uh, for this idea oh a number of years ago, um, and and it sort of was was VeggieTales related in a way because with VeggieTales we obviously told stories from the Bible, uh, lessons and, and values. Um, but one of the things that we were restricted with was showing Jesus uh, in VeggieTales because we never wanted to portray Jesus as a vegetable. We just felt like, you know, the, the, the show was so cheeky and, and we had so much fun with it in every other way. But we really wanted to draw the line there and say, you know what, this is sacred. We, we don't want to we don't want to cross this line. And so that limited um, the amount of New Testament stories we could tell. And so I was coming up with an idea of for a property that could that could do that. Um, and, you know, so I started, you know, sort of formulating in my mind over the years. And then um, uh, when I left Big Idea full time in 2016, um, I just started to develop it a bit more. Uh, and uh, a friend of mine um, who, you know, who actually represents me as a literary agent um, encouraged me to say, hey, you know, this sounds like a great idea for a chapter book. Would you like to, you know, maybe uh, think of it in that sense? And so so I sort of directed my energies that way and then and, and then came up with the book series. Mm-hmm. So you, you've been involved in, in like film and film writing, of course, for a while. Um, yeah. had, had you ever like sat down to try to write a book before? You know, I, I had done a couple of one-off books for VeggieTales over mm-hmm. the years, but really nothing, you know, very, very short um, and, and you know, maybe like little, little rhyme books. Um, so, but yeah, this is the first time I've actually gone in and written, you know, something of this length to be read. You know, uh, you're, like you said, I've been uh, more about screenwriting. I'm a trained screenwriter. Um, but, uh, you know, so to, to actually, you know, kind of shifts, shift format, uh, was challenging, but it was also a lot of fun and very freeing in a lot of respects. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, sort of a, an adage of, of screenwriting is, is show, don't tell. 
Um, and it's such a visual medium that you leave so much up to, you know, um, you know, visuals. Uh, but in, in um, when you just being able to write internal dialogue and, and, and thought processes and, and kind of narrative description was, was really a lot of fun. And so, um, but I, I still sort of approached it as, as a just story structure wise, you know, as if I were writing it for, for an animated series. And so, um, you know, one of the things I'd love to do with it eventually is, is make it into an animated series. And I think it'll translate very, very easily to that. But, but in just in terms of format, if, you know, if your uh, listeners are familiar with the Captain Underpants series, um, it, there's a lot of, a lot of illustrations. So pretty much every page has, has an illustration. So for even reluctant readers, it is very visual. Um, and that's, I think that's one thing that I was able to carry over from, uh, you know, my screenwriting discipline is knowing that, okay, you know, I'm writing this page right now, but I think if, if I call out a visual, this type of visual, I think that's going to be able, that's going to be very descriptive. So I'll be able to kind of lean on that a little bit. And so, you know, after I would write, I'd make little, little, you know, illustration notes and say, okay, this is the type of visual that I think we should have here. So, um, uh, but yeah, it was just a really, it, it, it was a learning process for me, but, but also uh, a lot of fun um, uh, and very rewarding getting to do this. Mm. So you mentioned the illustration, so let's go ahead and talk about that. Hey, just really, you know, the, the books just have this really great comic book feel to it, like you, you mentioned Captain Underpants. Um, was that the plan from the beginning to be like, okay, this needs to, this is how we can make this stand out. We, we've seen this format work. Um, over here with this, you know, wildly popular series. And, um, you know, we're going to take from that to say, this is going to help draw kids in, especially those who may not otherwise pick up a book. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, my kids are in college age now, but both of them growing up were just avid, avid readers. And they loved, um, you know, they, they would just devour books. And, you know, a lot of that started when they were really young, when we would read to them. Um, and then later, um, you know, my son in particular, Michael, who, you know, a lot of the, you know, his, his relationship with his, with his buddy, Justin is based off my son's relationship with his friend, Justin at that age. Um, you know, he, he really got into those, uh, you know, like Magic Treehouse and, and Captain Underpants and Diary of a Wimpy Kid, those books that were, uh, you know, uh, you know, seven, 8,000 words per book, but then also, um, you know, heavily illustrated. And so, um, you know, I just thought that, that it just sat in that nice pocket for reluctant readers, but kids who still love to read, but, you know, enjoy it a little bit more with, with, with some visuals thrown in. Mm-hmm. So through the books, uh, I think it tells one like like there's a continuing storyline um, throughout all six books so far. If I I, I might be wrong on that because I haven't I haven't read the all of all of them. Uh, but also <laughs> e- each each book kind of has its own um, sort of moral lesson or thing thing to be learned from that. So yeah. as you're developing that, do you have an idea of you know what sort of what you're going to focus on for that book and how that's going to work out with the overall storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So as you mentioned, there's, is an overall storyline through each book. Um, uh, And I'll, I'll sort of, I'll hint at it here. I won't give away too much, but um, there's a, uh, when Michael comes back over back to the States, back to Tennessee with his, uh, with his squirrels, um, he's tracked by a mysterious figure, the man in the suit and sunglasses. And he, uh, so he's a recurring figure throughout the books, trying to, 
take the squirrels back um, where they came from. And the squirrels aren't interested. The squirrels are actually not from the Dead Sea. There are no squirrels in the Dead Sea. They uh, sailed down on a raft on the Jordan <laughs> to vacation. And so they're not wild about going back to the Dead Sea because it's so hot and dry there. And um, but uh, so so they want to stay. But but there's that intrigue of, you know, this mysterious figure trying to get them back. And so they're sort of trying to avoid him. And that's sort of a, you know, kind of the overarching he's the overarching villain of the first series. Um, but within each book, there are, you know, there, there's a biblical principle and, and each book, uh, you know, starts with a with a, a key biblical verse that's reflected in the theme of the story. Um, you know, so the first book is obeying your parents and, you know, Michael, who's not supposed to go into this cave, ends up doing it anyway and gets himself in a bunch of trouble doing that. Um, and kind of, you know, it just reflects that that theme of why why we should listen to our parents and, and obey our parents. Um, later in the series, each book has a chapter called uh, a, a Squirrel's Eye View, where Merle and Pearl remember back to the first century and how what Michael is going through um, has an answer in the teachings of, of Jesus or the apostles, you know, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, loving, loving your enemy or, or, you know, treating others like you want to be treated. They'll remember the Sermon on the Mount and, you know, and, and kind of, uh, you know, how, how Jesus taught that and how that applies to their lives today. So, so each, so each individual book has a, has a specific theme, you know, much like Veggie Tales in that sense to teach, to teach a lesson through a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a portion of each book that's t- called uh, Dr. Gomez's Historical Handbook, um, which talks a lot about the history of the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, that's, you know, I, I think that's interesting because obviously it, it's kind of a play on words with the title uh, of yeah. the series. Um, but the Dead Sea Scrolls otherwise are, are kind of famous, but also probably obscure to a lot of uh, the, the, um, the age of your audience is probably not aware. Yeah. Of the Dead Sea Scrolls. So, what made you decide? I mean, did this start off as like, oh, this is a good, you know, this is a good pun, and all right, yeah. now we're going to figure out how to how to actually tie that in, and you know, give give some historical background to all this as well. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I fell in love with very early on, um, as I concepted this, it, it actually came to me as a title before anything else, because the idea of these ancient receptacles of wisdom, you know, which is, you know, obviously part of the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, you know, these these ancient writings that were discovered in a cave uh, in Israel in, in 1946, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of personifying that, you know, in the pun of squirrels, you know, here, here are these ancient creatures, you know, who can mysteriously speak English, <laughs> who, come, who come into the modern day um, and, and, you know, have have something to say and have, have, you know, have this knowledge, you know, from, from ancient times and this firsthand, this firsthand uh, witness. Um, So, so that, that tie in itself, that, that the title was just really intriguing to me. Um, And then, so, so it really started with that and then building up, okay, well, what kind of, obviously the characters are going to be squirrels. And so what are their personalities like, you know, how can we have a lot of fun with them? How are they the same, but different from each other and, you know, making them a married couple and, you know, sort of, you know, grandparently, you know, for, for Michael was, was kind of fun as well. Um, so yeah, just, just every step of the way, kind of building off of that idea of these, um, ancient, you know, uh, ancient, uh, 
creatures or, or ancient artifacts who, who have this treasure of knowledge uh, coming forward in the modern day. Um, we just really paralleled the, the scrolls. And so, and we just thought it was important at the back of each book to, to kind of, you know, point to that for kids. It's like, okay, this is, this is the real world um, thing that, that this idea is based off of. Uh, and so uh, we, we point that out in every book. Yeah. Yeah. So what are your future plans now for the scrolls? Do you have, do you have an endpoint, you know, of this series to say, okay, this is when, um, you know, this story ends. Do you see yourself expanding out into other, uh, book ideas in the future? Um, what's, what's the future got for you? Well, so, um, I do, uh, I'm now working on books seven through 12 of squirrels and, um, and, you know, right now, currently my thinking is that'll sort of round out the, the overall story. You know, the book, book six still, you know, uh, kind of gives us a little taste of, uh, you know, more to come. Um, but, uh, I, I, I think in book 12, I'd love to kind of round it out into its own kind of world and, and kind of tie it up. Um, and then there's possibly, you know, what I would love to continue doing, because I think what this, the series does so well is just have that interaction between, you know, these ancient squirrels and these modern kids. Um, and there, you know, could potentially be other sort of modern adventures that they, that they go on. But, mm -hmm. you know, this, this current, this current storyline, you know, I'm, I'm planning on wrapping up in 12 books. Okay. All right. All right. Now I want to, I want to transition a bit and uh, we need to talk veggie tales. Um, I uh -huh. think you've probably not done an interview in a long time that didn't include veggie tales of some sort. Um, <laughs> but you're actually doing new episodes of the series now, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Phil Vischer and I, Phil's Bob the Tomato, of course, <laughs> he and I, um, uh, were contacted by TBN who licensed Veggie Tales. You know, as I mentioned, I left Big Idea full time in 2016. Uh, my, the, I ran the sort of the um, the home video unit, so all I did was um, you know develop, uh, write, and direct the DVD series for Veggie Tales. Um, and so our last DVD was the story of Noah, uh, which released in 2016. So so I've been. Um, you know, I haven't been with the company since then, but uh, TV, Universal Pictures owns the intellectual property for the series, and TBN approached Universal and did a licensing deal. Um, and so then they reached out to Phil and I to do writing and voices uh, for the series, which we've been doing um, for the last year and a half or so. Uh, and so there's 26 new episodes, uh, the first of which was a Christmas episode, which released uh, last November. Um, but then there's 25 more coming. Um, you know, I think things probably were held up a little bit with what's going on in the world right now with the, the, the COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, but I know there's a ton of new shows in the pipeline. Um, and uh, and uh, TBN is launching a new subscription video on, video on demand service called Yippee. Uh, where the uh, where the the shows will you know premiere uh, and they'll they're planning on once they start releasing which I think is a little later this summer maybe June or July um, there'll be uh, one new VeggieTales episode a month you know for the next couple of years and so um, we are we're really excited about that yeah so they I mean it really seemed like VeggieTales was going to be done completely there for a while so for, to come back to it um, it must be yeah. it, interesting for you I think because you kind of have that okay, this huge part of my life seems like it's done. Oh, now, now it's back. Now I'm back into it. What was that like for you? Yeah, it was really neat, you know, and you're right. I mean, it, it has been such a huge part of my life. We, we, 
we created the first show, Where's God When I'm Scared, back in 1993, um, you know, when I was in my 20s. And, you know, I had the, the, the whole property and I spent you know, my, my whole career up to that point, you know, 25 years, you know, with VeggieTales. Um, and, and the characters and, and the show was such a big part of my life. And, and Larry, the character, was, was such an extension of my own personality that, um, you know, it was really hard uh, initially and, you know, to, to not be able to do that anymore. Um, just because I was so I, I was so in love with with making the show. I was so in love with hearing, you know, fan reaction and, and you know, what it meant to people. Um, so when the opportunity came back up to to dive back in, it was just really neat. And I remember that first uh, voiceover session uh, just signing on as, as Larry again when I did that. That was probably, you know, early last year sometime. Uh, when we started recording the, the new shows, um, it was just a really special time. And so uh, I love it. You know, Phil, you know, the the new show we're going, um, you know, the, we're using the, the traditional character designs for, for VeggieTales. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we've gone back, uh, you know, Phil and I uh, um, are doing uh, most of the writing for it. Uh, there's there's some other folks, uh, really talented folks helping out as well, um, doing all the voices. Uh, uh, Junior Asparagus uh, is back. Uh, Lisa Lisa Vischer, who voiced Junior for years, is back doing Junior's voice. And Kurt Heineke, who did all the music for VeggieTales, is, is back doing music. So so in some ways, it's, it feels like getting the band back together and the, the show really feels... Um, really feels familiar familiar and and hopefully can can uh, reach a a new generation of kids yeah i think the the big selling point that i remember when i first heard about this was you know we're going back to the original character designs uh because even though the the two series that you guys did on netflix um i I think was very enjoyable uh especially for us for us people who grew up on veggie tales uh yeah you know who were kids and seeing that and like like you know for our kids we're like oh well you know you get discount veggie tales this isn't the same this isn't the same <laughs> you know the nostalgia wasn't there um so yeah. to to you know see that like all oh, right we're going back uh to the original not the stories or you know hopefully they're as good or better um but just to be like okay this is what i'm familiar with um it has it really has this ring of nostalgia to it for you know so many people who grew up on the original show yeah, yeah. I think, you know, uh, part of the I, I think that one of the biggest things with the, the Netflix series and while I think, the you know, if, if you kind of remove the fact that, you know, people are, are were familiar with a, a certain look with VeggieTales, I think the designs of the, the new characters themselves were, were really great. It was great art, but it wasn't veggies, you know, so it just wasn't the, the characters that people were, were used to. And so I think that was really difficult uh, to get to get used to. Um, and the other, th- and, and then I think the pace of the show as well, they were designed as 11 minute shorts, much more cartoony where veggie tales, um, you know, Bob and Larry were used to, you know, it, it, it was a slower, a little bit of a slower paced show uh, designed more for smaller kids, but yet in a way that, you know, with the type of humor that uh, allowed for, you know, older kids and, and even adults to kind of, to kind of click with. And so, um, you know, that's, that's what we've wanted to go back to with this new series. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I will be honest that as a youth pastor, uh, and I mainly teach high schoolers, uh, I have used veggie tales episodes to introduce storylines and books of the Bible before, because <laughs> even as high schoolers, um, we, we like, we can, we can finish a, a half hour episode of veggie tales and still come away with great discussion questions and you know comparisons to the biblical text and 
well, they changed this aspect of it. Why do you think they did that? And, right. um, it, it, you know, it, it worked. Like it, it really did. The, the first one that I introduced uh, that I ever tried it, then it was more of a, hey, you kids are kind of the generation that isn't as familiar um, with with this. So I'm going to share some of my childhood with you. And, uh, you know, we're, and then Sunday school's running half an hour over and I'm like, all right, oh, the main service is already started. We have to go guys. We have to go. Um, and like, well, I'm like, can we do that again? And, uh, so I think it just shows that like, yeah, really there's so many different age groups can enjoy, enjoy that work. Uh, it's been, so it's been like almost 30 years since, uh, yeah. since this started, how, how do you feel like the characters have changed over over that period of time? Yeah, you know, um, it's it's actually very hard for me to watch the first three shows or so of VeggieTales just because, you know, Larry's voice was completely different. It was lower and dopier and he had a lift. You know, it was really um, a lot of the a lot of the um, character voices that Phil and I used in those, uh, you know, early shows came out of our puppeting uh quiver <laughs> so we had a uh phil and i met doing puppets and uh you know so we transferred a lot of those voices over but i think you know as we matured um you know uh as you know voiceover artists and writers and you know uh they just the characters themselves grew and and matured and became a little bit more sophisticated and so and i think with real personalities you know i think you know the tendency is um you know when you're creating characters is to create caricatures um, you know, but we, we spent so much time with this ensemble uh, group of, of vegetables that um, they each kind of developed their own personalities, which were sort of, you know, offshoot shoots, uh, of, you know, of, of our own of our own personalities. And so I think they were just able to grow and mature and people were able to kind of get to know them as, you know, very familiar and, and, and especially with kids. These are, you know, you know, get to know them as friends. Uh, and so, um, so I, I just think that that kind of that development of of the characters into, you know, real, just you know, just you know, vegetables who felt like real people <laughs> over time. Uh, you just there, there's something about just the the length of time that they run that they ran, and you know how we matured as as writers and, and actors uh, to be able to to be able to do that. Uh, one more thing that I want to ask you about, and then we're going to get into some some uh, guest submitted questions. Uh, you mentioned okay. before we started recording that you had just started a few months ago a podcast uh, called The Bible for Kids. Can can you talk to us about that and how that got started and what what it's about? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, I host the co-host the the show along with Amy Parker, who is a, a fellow children's author, um, and uh, we're both represented by Dan Lynch uh, at Brentwood Studios, who who does our our, our liter literary representation. And so um, we uh, decided to start this podcast as a resource for uh, parents, uh, teachers, anybody who works with kids who wants to bring biblical values into their lives. And so, you know, kind of like what you're doing here, you know, we interview a lot of authors, um, a lot of kids authors, uh, but then also, you know, artists, uh, pastors, uh, youth pastors, you know, folks who are speaking into the life of kids, uh, and, and to, you know, bring them resources, um, uh, the best way we can. And so, you know, um, yeah, we've been doing, I think we've, we've done probably about 40 or so, uh, podcasts by now, but it's a, it's, I, I really have been enjoying it. I mean, um, you know, uh, just 
uh, reading and, and doing all the prep work. And, you know, it's, it's kind of nice with Amy being able to bounce questions back and forth uh, uh, between the two of us to, uh, with authors. And we, we, we uh, record over at uh, um, Way FM, um, uh, the Way FM studio. And so it's part of the, the Way Nation uh, uh, lineup of podcasts. Uh, so a lot of it is in studio. We'll have a lot of guests come and actually be with us. Uh, um, a lot of a lot of who we interview actually live here in the Nashville area, uh, or or we'll do you know over uh, kind of over phone or over Skype as well. So mm-hmm. so it's been really it's been really a, a great uh, a great experience for us. Yeah, it sounds like something that I'm going to uh, check into. All right, Please so do. I uh, I I posted on Facebook uh, yesterday that I would be interviewing you and ask some of our listeners if they had any questions. Uh, uh-huh. So some guest questions before you go. And the, the okay. first question, this first question actually comes from my wife, so you can ignore it if you want to. Uh, <laughs> but she asks that if your lips moved to Duluth, left a mess and took your tooth, what would you do? <laughs> uh I'd be so sad. I'd call my dad. That's what oh, I would do. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Just, I, I, I think that she already knew how you would answer that. Um, yeah, that was, I, I, I called from the other room when I was doing the interview prep. I'm like, what do you want to I ask love that. him? That's a, and, that's a great um, question. That's I, a great I got question. maybe, I, that wasn't the only one, by the way, but that's the only one that I'm going to inflict upon you. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, I love that. Uh, Asha Fuller asks, what's the funniest thing that a kid has ever said or done to you? Oh, man. Oh, boy. That is, that's really, that's really hard that's, to, that's, that's really hard, hard to, to pin down. Answer. Yeah, that's hard to, that's hard to pin down. Um, oh, boy. Um, funniest thing that a kid has ever, um, I, you know, all I think about, the first thing that comes to my mind is, parents of really young children um, being very excited when they meet me in person to have me do the Larry voice for their mm-hmm. child. Um, and it's, it's funny for everybody else except for the child because the child is terrified when I, when I break out the Larry voice. Like, hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> they, they typically will cower in fear. It's like, who is this man? And why, why did you eat Larry? <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, usually when the kids are older, they can kind of grasp that. Okay, yeah, this is a cartoon character that is his voice is done by a by a you know six foot five dude. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, kind of the cognitive dissonance, I think. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Beth Beth half asked it. Well, I guess you've already answered this question, but it, her her question was: Have you ever used um, that voice in public, and what have the reactions been? Um, so I guess yeah. I guess that answers that question. Uh, right oh there. yeah, well, yeah, and and you know, and I uh, I speak uh, you know to to college you know college chapels and all that kind of stuff, and so I always break out you know I always always lead with my Larry voice and you know and and particularly you know college kids this uh, this day you know who well, many of them grew up on Veggie Tales it's you know been part of their childhood so it always gets a really great reaction and you know another another. Um, thought that I just had too was I remember visiting my brother's church and a uh, a couple came up to me they were trying to potty train their child and was wondering if Larry could give them some encouragement <laughs> and so I actually I actually you know 
you know, did that as Larry, spoke to them as Larry. Uh, they not, you know, I think I recorded a message or something just, you know, to kind of, you know, keep the illusion up. Um, but then I heard, heard later that, yes, they, they took Larry's advice and, you know, actually, uh, you know, stayed on the potty like they were supposed to. So I've <laughs> got That's that great. going for so, me. So you have a, you, you could have a little side gig going on then of just like recording parenting um, statements. You know, yeah, exactly. Go clean your, exactly. go clean your, your room. To... <laughs> stay in your bed. Exactly. If you're not going to listen to your parent, listen to Larry. Yeah, you could just just a short, you know, just, just a short like CD or something of, of Larry statements. Um, I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, Rachel asks, uh, "What do you hope is the most lasting impact that you've had on kids?" You know, that's a great question. And I do think, you know, uh, really at the end of every VeggieTales episode, Bob and Larry sign off with, always remember, kids, God made you special and he loves you very much. So I think for me, it's like if that if that message uh, can just be etched in the hearts of kids, you know, for their lifetime to know deep down that they are loved and cherished by God and, and, and made special by him, uh, that 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 he, he loves them. He made them. He wants a relationship with them. Um, that's that's the, the lasting value I hope we can offer with Veggie Tales. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Last guest question for you and then I'll let you go. Uh, Calvin wants to know if you've heard the trap rap version of VeggieTales, uh, the theme song, uh, by Sean Yeah, Rana. yeah, I love that. I actually sent a, uh, I sent a, a thank you, uh, message to that, to, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the guy, uh, but Shama just Mrama. really, what's that now? Shama Mrama. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, um, that was great. And actually we reached, uh, we reached out to him with a new VeggieTales episode to do some new, um, to do some new uh, uh, covers uh, for for the for the new series, so uh, so yeah, so it was just really really clever, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I thought it was absolutely absolutely great. All right, yeah. well, uh, Mike, Larry, thank you uh, for taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. The books are uh, let's see, I have to look and make sure I get the right two. The two newest uh -huh. ones are the Tremendous yep. Treble and Whirly yep. Squirrelies. Uh, there are books yep. five and six of the Dead Sea Squirrels, and uh, you should yep. also pick up the first four as well. Uh, they're very they're very well priced. Um, I yeah, and they're really good. They're really short reads, um, but great for kids, um, great for younger kids. Good chapter books. Uh, really recommend them to everyone. So, Mike, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Josh, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you have a have a great rest of the day. Hello.